Brad Hort talks sci-fi and magicians. Welcome back to Phil Room, folks. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fan of Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back, Florence. Yes, I'm hungry. Can someone get me a ham sandwich? I want some Taco Bell. Some Taco Bell? Yo quiero Taco Bell. Hey, there you go. But oddly <laughs> enough, it was not Taco Bell. Marketing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we jump into the episode, just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. You can also find our full playlist of recaps and interviews over there and at SoundCloud.com as well. Also, be sure to check out some of the other great writers over at Pure Fandom. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And Court, how can the good people reach us? Well, you can email us at bradandcourttalk at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at jindev. Brad has a Twitter, but uh, don't don't try it. It's yeah. like not really active at all. If you really want to reach him, you can find him on Facebook or Ramblin' Brad. On Facebook, you can find us in our groups. Uh, we're at the Van Helsing Pure Fandom Facebook groups, and we have a Brad and Court Talk Pure Fandom Facebook group. So you can find us there. Uh, you can also find Pure Fandom on all social media uh, platforms. Yep, they're on everything. Just take a look yep. for Pure Fandom. It's out there. Absolutely. Anything else interesting they can find on Facebook? On Facebook, you can find groups about stamp collecting and how rare stamps are really important and do magical things. That's kind of interesting. I'm going to go look that up. Well, you do that. There should be no weird sex things attached to that, right? Uh, I can't guarantee that, but <laughs> it is the internet. Um, it's True. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode was 502, The Wrath of the Time Bees. Uh, it was written by David Reed and directed by Chris Fisher. All right. Yeah. So our group is back. Uh, Elliot and Margo are still stuck 300 years in the future. And uh, actually, Margo is stuck in a cage, a, ma- a magic proof cage. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Josh. We really appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, Alice... Her death magic or whatever she was doing, it worked, but not quite how she thought it would. And Katie's dealing with some gaps in her memory and a very cute assassin. Right. And Julia is looking into uh, circumstances that are used in casting. And she goes to talk to Dean Fogg about it, who, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of gives her a little grief. But he's better off now because he is stone sober. Yeah, well, we learned that last episode uh, with Penny. Like, he hasn't been drinking at all, unfortunately. He has a lot of crap going on, so. Yeah, so much, so much, so much. Uh, and he tells Julia that he needs to talk with Professor X, not as the <laughs> X-Men, uh, that is Fogg's ex-lover, and the, as he's taking him to her, uh, she knows all about circumstances, wrote a big book on everything, and her class mm-hmm. sorts of blows up right in front of us. Yes, and she is a genius at metamath. Right. The humans, metamath. Yeah, and right before that, you know, Katie, uh, Julian Fogg are like, hold it, do you feel that? The surge happening, and Uh we're going to presume that she's dead. (laughs) I think that's how that works. Could be. Or Or incapacitated for the moment in time until she gets healed. Yeah, yeah. You can't just take out a character called Professor X without us getting the chance to meet her. Well, this is true. Dean has a lot of X's. Yeah. This he does. He's, he's a, he gets out there. <laughs> he's a big man on campus, I guess. I don't know. He is. Uh, talking about crazy people, uh, Alice <laughs> has her living clay, and her idea didn't 
quite come out the way she thought it would. And nope. She ends up with a baby Q. Not quite a baby Q. A precocious 12-year-old baby Q. Yeah, who likes who's him some Taco Bell. Selfish and Klingon? Yeah. Yeah. And loves Voyager. Yes. I want to keep him. Can we keep him? <laughs> I don't think we can keep him, but... We should be able to keep him. He's uh, adorable. Yeah. He he likes his Taco Bell, but he cannot read the parchment that Alice created him for, which could be a problem. Now, if you're wondering how we ended up with uh, uh, Living Clay as a person, I put you back a couple uh, seasons to the Living Margot that was uh-huh. built out of clay. Mm-hmm. The Margellum. Remember that one? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, why the group was gone, Todd was just kind of keeping her in the closet around for stuff. Yeah, Gross. but he Todd, he needed Gross. her there. And, yeah. Did Todd die? I don't know, but I want Margo to kill him again if he's not. <laughs> she wasn't that happy about it to start with, so, yeah. Right. So, Julia shows up at Alice's house, and Alice tries really hard not to let her in and she opens the door and says hey you know i grew up with him right (laughs) what did you do (laughs) it's like you don't recognize this kid at all uh which is even better is the fact that uh little q says you look like someone i know perhaps julia's grandmother (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah julia's not really happy with what alice has done and mm-hmm. instead of the being a simple spell, the spell that Alice managed to do kept him there until he finishes the task that he brought him there for, that she brought him there for. Yeah, it's a golem. And I, I guess she took a piece of Q's essence from the underworld. Yep. So that's not good. No. Uh, Julia has a little heart to heart with a uh, little Q. And while she is trying to find a flaw in the casting that she can, you know, help unravel this thing with, but she can't find one, uh, which leads her to believe that Alice actually did the spell perfectly because of her internal circumstances. Mm-hmm. Little, like you got what you didn't ask for, but really wanted. Right. And I mean, not quite. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your spell cast correctly because she just wanted to know what was he talking about on this piece of parchment that he wrote, what was it? She just needed to know that one piece of mystery, I guess. Like, and to say goodbye. Right. Because, you know, she was having a hard time with it. Yeah. So Little Q's wondering if he is dreaming. And he goes on with a book explanation to Alice that helps bring her around to the story of her life that is just starting. You know, how all the characters... Uh, like basically like how Q did when you get to the end of the book, you start over again because that starts the story back fresh and how yeah. Alice is a character in the story also and her life is new and starting over. Right. Uh, Cause we, we got that. We got a tidbit of that when he was talking to Julia and Julia saw him do that thing. Apparently that, apparently that Quentin liked to do where he would get to the end of the story, but he would refuse to finish. He would start over again. Like, cause who wants a really good book to finish? Right. Like, nobody wants that. No, it just ruins it at the end of you it. put it in the freezer. Yeah. Put it in the freezer next to the bodies. It'll be fine. Exactly. Um. So after he goes through this whole thing and she takes all that to heart to heart, he says he's starting to feel really tired. And it looks like the thing that she needed him to come back for, he gave to her. 
<laughs> in that whole, you know, it helped her out and it helped her move forward for what she was doing. And the spell was done. And yep. he goes away. I don't know if he turns back into clay at this point in time or how that all works, but yeah. We don't need to see it. Do we have I to just re- wish he had gotten us stuck around. He was adorable, though. I don't know how he would have uh, played around with the other kids. Who yeah. are actually grown ups. I don't think they could grow up. I think they just kind of stay that way and there's not much. Oh, more. no, then. No, that would have been a whole interview with the vampire. Right. Um, her. No. Yeah. We know how that ends up. You never. Exactly. Never Sad, turn yeah. children into undead, immortal people. They just go crazy yeah. later on. In yeah. Life. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Bad idea. Don't do it. Now that that's all done, Alice has decided she can help Julia with her problem. She just happens to know a person who also researches circumstances quite handy mm-hmm. now we're we got back to katie and she's at the bar the hedge bar and meets a new person then the next thing you know we she's been sleeping with them <laughs> not sleeping right yeah <laughs> they hooked up but we also yeah. know previous to that that katie isn't doing anything anymore she's not drinking she's not doing drugs she's just keeping all her crap together like fog yep. is because she's got so yep. much stuff going on yeah and when she wakes up in the morning she can't remember anything and she was sober for a year and took a drop off the wagon for a bit yeah like she had that conversation with penny right like i'm, I'm it's very interesting where that relationship is moved to like mm-hmm. that's not her penny that's penny 23 and like that's not where their relationship is at all. They're friends now, and I kind of I, I enjoyed seeing their byplay now. Like having, I've accepted that they won't be together, and I was excited about Eugene. I was like, oh, he's interesting. Uh-huh. Let's keep him around. He's an assassin. Yeah, um, kind of. Yeah, tr- um, yeah. Katie finds out the guy she slept with truthied her drink. Well, she meets up with the guy. <laughs> no, he didn't truth her. No, he. She, I was. I mean, she meets up with the guy she slept with and truthied his drink. She did. She really did. And he can't remember anything either, so they're not sure what's going on with all that. Penny's trying to figure out his whole traveling against his will thing, and then that's when he figures out there is a little bit more to Katie falling off the wagon. Uh, since she doesn't remember anything that happened the day before either. It just wasn't a blackout from that night. She lost like an entire day. Mm-hmm. So with that, he builds this memory cell thingy out of string. It's Which is cool. so cool. Yeah. So that Katie and the bar guy could share their memories and figure things out. I thought this was awesomely cool, the way that they were able to watch it in, three, uh, in third person. Yeah. And then, whoa, he was trying to cast a spell, and she pushed it back on him. Mm-hmm. That little fight out that they had going on there. It seems that he was there to meet a friend of his from the safe house first that he was with that she kind of activated him. Mm-hmm. And with the card that was interesting, that she just still happened to have that card. Because remember, when he got up, he wrote his number on it. Yeah, he's like, call me, please. Yeah. Call me. And as soon as she shows him the card, he does that little eye flippy thing and he gets reactivated and tries to kill him kill her yeah like that was his mission yeah seems he does this stuff all the time apparently but he can never remember because he he cast that whatever forgetfulness spell on himself right yeah who would want that on your conscience i don't need to know what i did i'm good so when katie threatens to uh 
have Penny look into his mind to figure out what happened. He just kind of does the auto kill switch on himself. Which was a bummer. Yeah. He was a he was cute. Yeah, so he's he's gone. That was quick. Uh we also figure out that Barry also had his mind wiped as well. Pete. Hmm? Pete. I'm sorry. What did I call him? Barry. Barry Allen? <laughs> Maybe. Time travel. Yeah, Pete had his mind wiped as well after searching for the missing building. And now Katie's worried that she can't lead to Hedges without a crutch, and maybe that means she shouldn't do it at all. No, bad idea. Yeah. I think they need to keep looking for this mystery building that somebody really doesn't want them to find. Yeah, because you talked about this last episode. This happened to other people on the street that they were asking about the building, right? Right. They, like, mind-wiped the whole area, so no one knows anything about it. It's the men in black. Uh, It could be. Well, they're mystery people. Yeah, so it would be the men in black. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, on the History Channel, the Project Blue Book just came back for a second season. It's uh-huh. very cool. Watch it. It has Littlefinger in it. Ooh, I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, but he's not bad Littlefinger. He's actually a lot better in this one. It's really cool. It's actually based on real stuff. Side note, that's on the History Channel. We're on Sci-Fi Channel. Let's continue on this one. <laughs> Over in Fillory... Elliot is seeing Ghost Finn, who isn't totally mad about being killed off. Kind of harsh. It went downhill really fast because she was like, she goes, you know, I was counting on everybody but you to actually save me, Elliot, because, you know, I figured she'd be off drinking or something. Yeah. And then she like, who wouldn't count on Margo the Destroyer to fix everything? Yeah. And then she got to the point where she was getting her eyes pecked out by the buzzards, which wasn't good. Yeah, and like how how like how how cool was it to see that her uh, zombified? Like that was cool makeup. I know it was kind of interesting. I like that. In what the was g- the thing with the brute force? I wrote brute force in Princess Bride. I don't know. Damn it! I gotta watch it again. I I don't get your reference on that one. So I know somebody met, somebody literally said brute force hmm. squad or something like that, and I was like, oh yeah, Princess Bride. I missed that I one. Feel like then. it was uh, Ben. Yeah, it could have been. I'm not really sure. I didn't. Now I need to go back and watch it again to figure out what you're talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> so back in the jail cell, uh, Margot finds a letter from Josh, R.I.P.B. Oh. If you're reading this, <laughs> it seemed the bunnies refused to come out of their burrows, regardless of how many cigarettes they offered them. So they were trying to send messages to Margot and Elliot. Mm-hmm. And we kind of find out how things went downhill and who magician proved the cell. Yeah. Josh. Josh. Yeah. They just, yeah. It was a good idea at the time. Right. It was. It just kind of turned over and bit him. Yeah. Didn't help yeah. out very well. Yeah. So we found out that the takers showed up and uh, they were waiting for their friends to come fix things instead of handling things themselves. Yep. Bad yeah. idea. Yeah. Elliot heads over to the cottage that he and crew uh, he and Elliot heads over to the cottage that he and Q grew old together in when they were trying to stop the beast. And, <laughs> I thought I recognized it. Yes. Yep. And Jane uh, Chatham's there, and she's the uh-huh. one person who had had access to all the time travel in the world. And you know, she's the one that knows that Q did die thirty nine times originally, mm-hmm. but she doesn't want to change anything because they won. Yeah, and, like why invite the beast back into their world again? Right, and changing that undoes everything. 
exactly. However, Elliot, you know, grabs a box and runs out. Oops. <laughs> oh, no. He's going to bury Alan the shit, right? Yes, he is. And he shows up to save Margo with a box of trinkets. <laughs> to which point, Margo remembers about Josh talking about the bees all the time. <laughs> so they, he takes a little bee smoker and Elliot heads over to the bees to send him a message. He comes back, time bees activated. <laughs> and yeah, so Margo checks the little hidden cubbyhole area where the letter was previously in. And in that spot, she is where she finds a message is a uh, from a phone that was there mm-hmm. that's amazingly yeah. still charged three hundred years later. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, are, are they FaceTiming her? I, are we going to see some interaction going on? No, Finn is oh. leaving an Insta story, <laughs> <laughs> and she's talking about how everything's opening, and then it shows the attack of the bees. And oh, reason Josh was talking about the bees is because he was allergic to them. Uh oh. So there. Elliot returns with a history book of Fillory. And after the fresh prince was stung to death, Finn listened to the bees and sent people to hunt down the Dark King. And then she was overthrown by the people. Well, that really didn't turn out the way they thought it was going to. Yeah. Elliot is calling out Margot about Josh and thinks she's cock blind. And um, yeah. well, even cock blind, my girl still has good ideas. So All shut right. up. Elliot. Well, that's what she said. You know, I'm going to let that slide since you were taken over by a monster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's it. And that's when the magical stamps fall out of the book that Jane used before. And uh, when she was sending letters to her uh, brother and everything. So these are time traveling letters that get back to Josh. And she tells him everything that he needs to know to stop from being overthrown. Mission accomplished. Which I love the whole drop down banner of mission accomplished. That was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> and um, no, they used a banishment spell to knock back the takers and they came back and killed everybody off. Yeah. Uh, so they try again and Margo and Elliot are then down to one stamp now. Trying to f- well, yeah, because Margo thought they were down to two stamps, but apparently Elliot used the other stamp for some other reason that he didn't tell her about. Yeah. But she probably already knows what he used it for. Yeah. And, you know. He can do that. He did, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Elliot has given up on it, but Mario sure hasn't. With the last letter, she tells him only thing that she can. Goodbye. Yes. And, but mm-hmm. that's not quite what that letter said. Right. As we find out. What did it say? Well, she gave instructions for her boo, Josh, to go visit the troll and take him a ham sandwich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while they won't mess up time 300 years in the past, guess who's coming to the future, Beesh? Yeah. That's when yeah. Josh shows up and, you know. With uh, Ben and their whole entourage. And, hey, and, and the bowling league. Yeah. He brought all the cool like, people from the past. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, everything's boring back here. Let's go. So now we're 300 years in the future with everybody exciting. And they seem to scatter. I don't know what they're planning on doing and trying to take over again or something. I guess we'll have to wait and see how that goes with Fillory. Well, they have to figure out a way to get back to Earth 300 years in the past. But what? Are, what? Are, I don't think they're 300 years in the past in on Earth. I just think time's farther along in Fillory. Well, well, that's what I mean. Like when they move, like when they move back to Earth, they have to figure out how to get to Earth without right. messing up things or yeah. without 
going too far into the future. But what, or you said it's not in the future no matter what. It's just when they travel over, there'll be maybe a couple months. Yeah, I think it's going to be kind of the same. Because that's how it was when the show first started. Like, they would go there and months would pass. Right, that's the way I think it's going to be when they go back. But <laughs> what are they going to do with everybody that they brought? The other, you know, Fillory High Council that they brought over? Are Maybe they they'll bring him to Earth. Uh, of course, Josh has been to Earth before. He's from Earth. Earth. Uh, Finn's been there, too. It'd be fun to see Tick and everybody else there. Oh, God, it'd be hilarious to see Tick Bring him the Brick Bills. Oh, I want to see Tick interact with uh, Dean Fogg. Oh, God, that would be I hilarious. Do. Yeah. Um, and we had that moment where uh, where Margo, she sprayed herself and Elliot with that essence of something or other that's going to protect them from timey-wimey crap. Well, that yeah, it protected them when they were screwing around with time to start with. Right, but I don't think it'll wear off, maybe. Yeah, it may not. Do wear off? I don't know. I think it may just stay with them. I'd start spraying everybody with it. And I know. Here you go. I'll get sprayed. I mean, it could come in handy, especially if whatever Elliot does at the end of this episode is the reason why the apocalypse is coming again. Yeah. Uh, I, there's a whole lot that I had issues with that letter that he sent to Q before he right, went to so, the seam. Yeah. I mean, that kind of... I don't know. It still ends up being Elliot taken over, I think. I, I don't know. We're going to have to see how that works out. I don't think Q would listen to the letter. Like, Q would go on with whatever his destiny, destiny was supposed to be. Don't you think? Yeah. I think that may be part of it. Oh, crap. I didn't even think about this. And it could just... It, we may get nothing out of this letter whatsoever. Or it may turn into something. Or mm-hmm. I was just like wondering was, and Alice already put the piece of parchment away, the, the letter mm-hmm. that was hidden in code. Mm-hmm. Could that have been the letter that Elliot sent that he just like did a magic Ooh. thing on and changed it? Maybe. But then we'd never know. We'd just like, what happened to that? And it would be, be a tie back where Q found, already had it and he just, I have to go do this anyhow. That would be very interesting. Hmm. I don't know. That's. I just had that thought in my head. So there we go. All right. What else you got on this episode? I think we hit all the major parts. Uh, like Penny's trying to figure out what's going on with that signal in his head. And we don't know much about it yet. Nope. I think we're going to find a little bit more about there here soon. So. Yeah. And we already talked about Katie and her memory VR, which was weird. I love the way the show works around things. Mm-hmm. Because it would be so easy to just do a poof magic and like, ooh, we're in the past. Yeah. That it would be. It would be so much easier. But I just, yeah, we need to work through it. Yeah. It's really interesting, I guess, to see Margot and Elliot's, uh, like, what's going on with them now. Like, they had that whole period of time where they were apart. And I guess they were growing in different ways. Mm -hmm. And they have to get to know, or he has to get to know our new Margo, like our Margo who is in love, but can still be a badass. Exactly. It's going to be fun. I, you know, looking forward to it. Like you're not the most important person in Margo's world anymore, Elliot. Sorry. (sighs) Well, Elliot doesn't really have anybody anymore. So that's kind of like the big thing for him too. Well, he still has, he still has Margo, but he doesn't have the person who he truly loved, which was Quentin. So maybe he and Alice will have to commiserate together over that. Well, that'd be interesting. Yeah, because right. we haven't really seen them work together in a long time. <sighs> All right, then. Well, yeah. 
Well, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can check out some of the older, older podcasts for Van Helsing, Winona Earp, Krypton, and a whole bunch of other ones. There are also a lot of awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. And if you have any thoughts or comments on this episode, you can drop it below in the comments. Or you can hit us up on Facebook. You can email us at bradandcourttalk at gmail.com. Or come visit us on Twitter, too. Or oh, me. Definitely. Me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And until next time. Uh, until next time. Mission accomplished. Not really. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.